everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Today is one of my favorite Sundays of the year. I'm going to tell you why in just a minute on this episode of Journey at Home. your first time watching or maybe you don't consider yourself a church person maybe you're just exploring what it means to follow Jesus either way you could not have picked a better day to tune in because you're gonna have a front row seat to what followers of Jesus are supposed to be known for and what I bet you wish followers of Jesus were actually known for unfortunately though it is not the kind of reputation that most Christians or churches have anymore reputation speaking of that they're pretty powerful aren't they Let me give you my made-up definition of a reputation. It's what people instinctively think about you the moment someone mentions you. Now, you just think about how often your decisions and your behaviors are influenced by the reputation that a person or an organization has. I mean, how often do you hire a company or maybe shop at a store based on the recommendation of a friend? I mean, almost always, right? But that's a reputation-driven decision. When's the last time you bought an item online or you booked a vacation spot without first reading the reviews? I mean, we always want to see what people have to say about their experience before we make a purchase. Again, a reputation-driven decision. The best companies, the best organizations, they know that the most valuable asset they own is their brand. It is their reputation, and that's going to make or break their success. And the truth is, it can make or break ours, too. For those of us who are followers of Jesus... We have a brand, we have a reputation, and we got to be honest, right now in this culture and this time in American history, what's not a very good one? I mean, people should think of us and they should go, man, I'm so glad those people are in our community. I may not believe what they believe, but wow, they add so much value to our town. You know, I love how well they love people and how they help those people who are less fortunate. I love the way they care about others. So I may not believe like them, but I sure would love to have a team at work full of them because they work so hard, they treat people so well, they're so trustworthy. You know, I don't believe like them, but I wish my kids had more friends like them. I wish my son, I wish my daughter would marry one of them because I know they treat them well. You know, I wish I had more of them living in my neighborhood because wherever they are, they make things better. That should be our reputation. It ought to be what we're known for because it is what our leader Jesus is known for. But unfortunately, When you mention the church, you mention Christians today, that is not what instinctively comes to mind. A recent study by the Barna Group found that only 21% of non-Christian people, and if you're somebody who's not a Christian, you're going to relate to this, only 21% of non-Christian people have a positive perception of the local church. Think about that. You pick five people who are not Christians, and you're only going to find one of them who like us. Now, if you think I'm just picking on you Christians, it's bad for people like me too. They also found that 48% of non-Christian Americans trust local pastors in their community. This is why I'd really rather people not ask me, what do you do, Matt? I mean, I'd dance around that question a little bit because the minute I say pastor, 
where half the conversations shut down. So you don't have to be a genius to figure out why fewer and fewer people want to follow Jesus today. They don't trust us. I mean, the church in America has a terrible reputation. We're known for everything we're against and nothing you're for, which is really odd because we represent the one who died for everyone. But when people who aren't Christians think about God today, well, they can't help but think about us, and they assume our God is just like us. So our negative reputation what well, creates a negative reputation for God. So how do we change that? Actually, it's pretty simple. We become known for what Jesus is known for, which means we learn how to live and love and serve and give the way Jesus did. We show other people through our actions how valuable they are to our Savior. So listen, in this letter to Christians that were in the city of Corinth, Paul reminded them, and he reminds us, that we really do represent Jesus if we're Christian. We represent him everywhere we go, and we represent him in everything we do. And he reminded us that people view God based on how they view you and how they view me. Here's a little bit of what he wrote in his second letter to them. He actually says to them, we are, talking about Christians, we are therefore Christ ambassadors. They, you probably know what an ambassador is. It's just an official representative of a person or an organization or a government. The job of an ambassador is to accurately represent the person who has sent them. So Paul's going, okay, once you begin following Jesus, he makes you his ambassador on this earth. You represent him. You have a very specific responsibility. Paul said, we're therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal to people who don't yet have a relationship to him. As if God were making his appeal through us to them. And the appeal is, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So to put it simply, our responsibility is to represent Jesus to people who don't know him and to let them know they're invited to accept his forgiveness and have a relationship with him where everything's good between them and God. Now, whether you're a Christian or not, you can probably see the problem, can't you? If the church, if people who are followers of Jesus are viewed so negatively, well, we can't share God's message effectively. If we can't be trusted, they will assume, if you're not a Christian, you will assume, and rightly so, well, God can't be trusted. So a lot of what we do at Journey and what we're about to do starting today is designed to address this problem because we have a responsibility to change the way people view church because that'll change the way people view God. If our reputation is bad, listen, I don't blame the people who view us negatively. I don't blame those of you who are resistant to church or Christianity. It is a well-earned reputation, unfortunately. And it's our job to change what we're doing and earn a better one. That's why early on when we start Journey, we ask ourselves a question, okay, when someone mentions Journey, what do we want them to think about? And we decided we wanted them to think, well, there is a group of people who are for me and they're for our community. People are so familiar with what the church is against. We want to be known for what we're for. We're for people because God's for people. God's for kids. God's for middle school students, high school students, college students. God's for single adults and married adults and young adults and seasoned adults. That's a nice way of saying you older folks. God's for Democrats, Republicans, independents. God's for people who care about him and people who don't. People who follow him and people who won't. So we decided, okay, well, we ought to be known for being for all the people God's for. 
That's why over the past 16 years, we have invested time and money, over a million dollars back into our communities through nonprofits to help individuals and families and schools and nonprofits make a bigger difference. That's why collectively people in our church serve thousands of hours every year behind the scenes doing things like helping vulnerable kids, handing out food, rebuilding homes hit by natural disasters because we're committed to changing the way people view church because then it just might change the way they view God. So today's one of my favorite days of the year because our annual four offering is one way we come together as a church every year to practice getting better at this. Now, if you're thinking, great, well, here I am, I tune in to check this out, and they're asking for money. No, no, no. You need to know this isn't a way to get more money for our church. We're not trying to meet budget at the end of the year. No. What we do with this is we all give as big as we can possibly give, and then we turn around and we give every single penny away to projects and to causes that we fully vetted in our communities. These are organizations in our community who are doing some extraordinary work, making a difference in the lives of people. And we really don't care if these organizations believe like us or not. Matter of fact, most of them are not Christian organizations. That's fine. They're making a difference, and we want to help them go further faster. So here's what we do. We send out a small team of volunteers to ask them, okay, what would make a big difference for you? What would help you make a big difference? What would help you go further faster? And we hear about their dreams, and then we come back. We don't promise them anything, but we come back and go, okay, let's try to fund some of these projects and dreams for them. So let me tell you a few of the ways that your generosity is going to make an impact this year and fund some dreams for these nonprofits. With your generosity, we're going to cover a year's worth of facility operating expenses for an organization in our community that serves foster children and families. We're going to buy laptops and office equipment for a nonprofit who provides food and other assistance to about 1,300 families every single month in our community. We're going to provide funds to help children and families who are about to become homeless. And what I love about this is this organization takes these funds and they provide people with a temporary place to stay and they also provide them financial training and job training so they don't have to stay on the edge of homelessness. And we're going to do one more thing that's brand new for us. We're going to partner with our local parks department and we're going to begin to provide some much needed improvements to our community park. This year, we're going to fund a brand new playground at the park. We're going to partner with them on some cleanup and improvement projects throughout the year because it's a big deal for our community. It's something everyone can benefit from. So here's what I'm asking you to do. Would you give to help these nonprofits serve people in need? And my goal today, in case you're wondering, is simply this. 100% participation, that's it. I do not have a financial goal, okay? I only have a participation goal. That's all we ever have. I don't care if you have a little money or a lot of money. I really don't care if you believe in Jesus, you're an atheist, or you're somewhere in between because these are some causes that we can all get behind and give something to together. Now, some of you, 10 bucks is a big gift. Some of you, it's 20. Some of you can give 100. Some of you can give 1,000. Some of you could give 5,000 or 20,000 or 50,000. I'm just asking you to give as big as you can possibly give. And here's how you can do it. Right now on your phone or your laptop, you can go to givejourney.com, givejourney.com, and just choose the annual four offering fund, the annual four offering fund. Every penny you give 
is gonna go to these projects. Or if you have our app, and if you don't, just go to your app store and search Journey Calway. Uh, you can click on Give right there in our app. You can do the exact same thing. And for those of you who are old school and you wanna write a check, that's fine. Just mail it to P.O. Box 1692, Murray. I wanna ask you, even if you're not a part of our church yet, but you believe in these causes, you believe in these nonprofits, I wanna ask you to join Jen and me in giving and giving as big as you can give. The need is greater than ever, but our generosity is gonna be bigger than ever, and we're gonna meet these needs. And here's the fun part. In a few weeks, we're gonna release a video where you will see exactly what happened when we gave all the money away. Now, for those of you who are part of Journey, here's what I know about you. You really are for our community. You care about the people in our community, and I love that. Today, I want you to join me in showing our community that we care about them in a way that begins to change the way they view church. Let's let our no-strings-attached generosity send the message loud and clear that we are for these people no matter what because we believe everybody matters to God whether God matters to them or not. So let's keep changing the reputation of the church. Let's be the ambassadors for Jesus that God has called us to be. Because the darker the world gets, the brighter our light can shine. And this is an opportunity to let it shine in such a way that they see our good works and they thank our Heavenly Father. So, here's how I want to wrap up today. I want to encourage you. Go to GiveJourney.com right now and give to the annual four offering. And let's make a big difference. Thanks for being a part of this with me. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Calway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.